Welcome, folks, and we're doing another episode of Coffee Roasters Warm Up Session. There it is. There it is. <laughs> and that's how we're going to start this one. Sergi coming in with a fire intro. Of course, before we. I mean, who doesn't do anything around coffee? I feel like every good conversation is around a cup of joe. That's probably one of the, my most favorite things about going to a coffee shop. All my client meetings, gathering with friends is always around a tasty cup of joe. So that's why we do it here. I mean, we're also not that we just don't roast coffee either. So, um, Thing. I feel like I never nailed the grind size, dude. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, it does not taste floral. <laughs> so you can't dig it. You always say that I always no, pick up a floral you're all, or you're perfume. Like, you always perfume. Like, <laughs> oh, this is, there's something Man. perfume in here. No. I mm. don't know. I don't know what to think about this. Seems like my. Oh, dude, we changed water. That's right. That's what it is. That we is. We use a different water. Yes, that's it. Boom. That's it. I'm like, dude, the texture is so it's different. Just, yeah, it's it's uh, not the same. It's crazy how different yeah. what that was. Wow. That's crazy. What are we brewing up today? Oh, dude, the good stuff. Um, Sulawesi, a coffee from Sulawesi. Uh, man, I forgot the region. Do you remember Lulu? the region? Something like that. Um, is it Bessa or Dessa? Gosh, I forgot the region. But it's in Sulawesi, Indonesia, which is an island. Um, I want to say, because it's a string of islands, so Sumatra being kind of the most northern western island, it's more on the east, like east of Bali, east of central Java, I believe. Um, but yeah, I've never been to Sulawesi. Uh, that's one of the places I wanted to go, Sulawesi and Flores. Dude, mm -hmm. Flores is like one of my dream places to go. Dude, actually, this tastes very different than mm -hmm. before. And it's not bad. As it cools in my cup, there's a different texture than brewing with my mm -hmm. my water, the one we cup with and we taste with, yeah. usually make these batches with. There's a little bit of like honey. Is that what you're picking up? green tea yeah 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 there's something different you know this mm -hmm. coffee is actually very intriguing because when we cup this on the table and i know what that is the, the the very exciting thing about this coffee is that it's just so in line with if you've been listening to the podcast you know indonesia plays such a big role for us and so mm -hmm. we cupped a table full of these Indonesian coffees, all just wonderful coffees that I'm like, whoa, this is coming out of Indo. This is pretty tasty. Yeah. And this Sulawesi was just, just like when we, when I cupped it, I'm like, this isn't like my, like, like an Ethiopian, you know, or something wild bonkers like that. But it had a flavor profile that I've, it's been a while since I've tasted something mm -hmm. so intricate and so, just unique, unique and complex mm -hmm. while having this beautiful mouth texture. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's, it was a coffee that I'm like, even before we even knew about 
that some of the other coffees were sold out i was like if we could get our hands on this yeah i'm actually pretty happy with this yeah yeah because we've been cupping coffees indonesian coffees dude ever, ever since day one yeah before and we were started so how many i mean a lot of taylor sent us a lot of samples yeah um troy sent us a lot of samples and these coffees that came in like we'll get into troy and all of our friends down the road in this podcast but mm-hmm. this specific cupping um those samples were sporadic like it was literally i think within a couple of weeks troy was like oh i have some goodies i'll send you them your way and that was it like yeah. i don't think it was even something that was really on our radar just because of our focus we've always wanted to make sure that we're cupping indonesian coffees yeah but i don't i, don't, I mean i don't remember us even thinking like oh you know we're gonna buy an indonesian coffee right now yeah. It wasn't even part of the plan. Yeah. It was just kind of like, let's see what happens. And as a little teaser, if you're like, man, what are you guys talking about? This coffee is finally going live in the next couple of days. You're probably listening to this and it's probably yeah. potentially might have already gone live. Or it will in the next couple of days. And we're so excited to be launching yeah. this. It's been such an exciting coffee, such a fun coffee to roast and figure out and taste and cup through. So... We're just so pumped about sharing this with you guys. Like, honestly, this is this is just so tasty. I'm so pleased with this coffee. Yeah. And it's unfortunate we literally do not have very much of it left. We just got the bare left. The, there was already not that much left mm-hmm. to start with. And then we got, like, a small piece of the pie. And yeah. we're, you know. We just, literally asked them, like, whatever you have, all of it. Mm-hmm. Like, all of it. Just yeah. send it our way. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um that being said, you received some really awesome news. Yes, yes. So Troy today sent me a message on WhatsApp and is like, the borders are open. Indonesia is welcoming people in. That's bonkers because yeah. if you just listened to a couple of weeks back, literally a couple episodes back mm-hmm. and we're like, I don't know if this is going to happen this year. Yeah, it was, all, it was all up in the air because no one knew, you know, how the COVID situation would unfold. And then all of a sudden... Out of the blue, I get this message. And it was, I was just like, ran to Deja right away. I'm like, dude, the borders are open. It's so exciting. It felt like Christmas all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah that's pretty so wild. Pumped. Since when have you been using WhatsApp? Uh, I don't. I only <laughs> use it for coffee. <laughs> I have I have three coffee producers. Or, yeah, I don't think even Taylor's on there. I have Ben uh, yeah. from, uh, yeah. what's it called? Gold. Gold Mountain, yeah. And then Brett and Troy, that's it. <laughs> Oh, dude, that's great. I'm like, I heard that and I'm like, wait a second. Since when was this a thing for you? Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. But yeah, we're, we're, I mean, super stoked. And I'm like, yo, I'm almost flustered at the news because I'm like, well, you know, now I have to change have things to over. Yeah, plan all over again. Yeah. But uh, harvest in Indo starts from June to August. To August. Um, so we kind of want to go during that season. Um, and Indonesia has been this, I mean, if you've been around the podcast, if you've been around the mere Instagram, which follow us all over social media, we're mm-hmm. pretty much almost everywhere trying to be even on TikTok. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, you know that Indonesia has been just such a powerful, uh, big origin part. It was, it's been an origin part of our origin yeah, of Mir, mm-hmm. you know, but it yeah. goes even before Mir. Yeah. Um, and that's how uh, actually some stuff that we kind of wanted to unpack today because of this exciting news. I heard that and I'm like, we should talk about this, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I think um, even before we started 
uh, working on mirror, that's one of the things like I would always bring up is Taylor, 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 right? And because Taylor and I go way back, like our kind of intro into coffee and the reason we started doing coffee, like as a profession, as a career, was because we were inspired by coffee producers, farmers, just your average folks who are just growing coffee in their backyard, roasting it on their pan. Those people inspired us to go into coffee professionally because we saw that we could actually like um, help people like see their value through coffee, through growing it and all of that. So with that all developing, when I moved back, that's when I was like, dude, if we open this roasting company, I would love to take on this project. Yeah. And the project would be to basically working with Indonesian coffee farmers and seeing identity being like spoken into people through farming coffee, you know? Yeah. And that kind of sparked where, you know, the barista job that I had, mm -hmm. at, you know, at a small cafe just went out of business. And I was like, we've been talking about this. And I'm like, you know, how much longer can we just keep talking about it? Mm hmm if there's ever a time it's now and if we fail that's fine but i just want to live the rest of my life knowing hey i tried and it didn't work out yeah that's it you know and with uh in those moments of like kicking off mirror we we're thinking about the name which is probably harder than running the business itself just kidding yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding that is not true um i wish that was the case but it was really difficult and we kind of settled on this whole concept of mirror and Mir has a couple different, there's like a philosophical side and a very technical side, but me, I remember we were driving down to Seattle mm -hmm. to some cafes and I was like, we're throwing back some stupid names, which I'm glad <laughs> did not make the cut. And then, and then we settled it on Mir and it was like, oh, okay, that might be cool. And yeah. a big part of that was cause like inside of a camera, a DSLR, um, there's a set of mirrors, which when you look through to the viewfinder, when you bring it up to your face, um, you can see an image mm -hmm. and that image is coming because there's a lot of light coming through the lens and then bouncing off a bunch of mirrors and reflecting it through your viewfinder. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait, we both have a creative background. And I'm like, there's something here. Yeah. Because how we take these visual pictures or videos, you know, um, I do a lot of video work outside of mirror and I'm like, this is how we see the world and the yeah. world is actually beautiful. Yeah. And that's where the tagline comes from, reflecting what's good. And I think for me, it's also, there's like you said, there's two parts to it. It's the philosophical part of reflection. Like um, one, just reflecting uh, reflecting the goodness in humanity. Um, we're bombarded with just negativity, bad stuff, and not to mm -hmm. undermine the fact that there's bad stuff going on in yeah, the world. Yeah, there really is, yeah. You know, but it's it's the stuff that you see that you focus on is becomes what you reflect. You know what I mean? So if we can see the good, and especially through storytelling, through your video work, yeah. through all of that awesomeness, like you're reflecting good stories and amazing stories of people's lives. Um, yeah. Everything, like I, I love all your work. I mean, from back in the day even, it was just like that passion. I remember some of your vlogs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was yeah. that reflection of good stuff in the world. And I think with the philosophy and the practicality of what we like to do, one professionally and as a hobby, yeah, I think coffee plays a big role in that. Yeah, and that kind of sparks some ideas of like, how can we use storytelling and what we see in coffee 
and just simply just hold up a mirror and say, mm -hmm. take a look at this because there's something beautiful here. And for coffee, that's like, you know, picking up the mirror and reflecting like, man, this is a tasty coffee here. Yeah. And we get to enjoy it and we want you to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And just reflecting that towards people. Or the flip side is literally going to origin and shooting videos and taking these photos, portraits, whatever it is, and visualize, like creating a story and sharing that with people and saying, hey, the coffee you're drinking right now, mm -hmm. the cappuccino you're drinking right now, literally came from this person's farm, from this yeah. person's backyard. And being able to show that is, is I, I don't know, I'm, I'm passionate about it. I think it, it, it just builds this bridge yep. where recently our buddy, um, Dane DeWard, mm -hmm. Uh, he just came back from Guatemala. Yeah. He's also a f very talented photographer. Yeah. Just amazing. And he just came back from Guatemala. And uh, he, one of the biggest things that stood out to me was on social media. He said, after seeing what the farmers were doing yeah. and the work that they were putting in, I started to look at my morning coffee differently. Yep. And I'm like, that's it right there. Yeah. And I think as roasters, then like this roasting, take that. And then the roasting process, like that process right there is actually also a mirror to reflect the hard work of the farmer. Mm -hmm. So when someone's drinking a cup of coffee, when we're drinking a cup of coffee, when we're seeing these pictures from Dan, watching these videos that we're going to be making with at origin and then experiencing it with our flavor and with our scent, like there's so many experiences happening visually with our mouth, with our nose. Yeah. But all of it is tying two big parts, the producer and the person that's drinking the cup of coffee. Yeah. It's bringing those two together. And I think that's what gets me so pumped about being the middleman in the sense, the roasting company that gets to reflect the goodness through the coffee and then through a lens. Yeah. Yeah. And being able to share that with people and, just creating and i i feel like coffee even though it's so complex and intriguing is just lacking a lot of that yeah. like the the visual storytelling aspects of it even though there's so much rich story mm -hmm. um even talking with you know the coffee importers that we work with and mm -hmm. now you know brett and some of those guys it's just like i'm like dude there's so much here there's so much beauty here that that we have yet to share and also reflecting that through the roasting process like something yeah. you said is that Every region, you know, like the farmer and the producer are putting in so much time and effort. And people often ask us like, hey, do you have a dark roast? Do you have a light roast? Do you have you a medium? I'm like, honestly, I could say our coffee is like light, light, medium, medium. But really at the end of the day, what it is, is like us tasting a coffee and saying, no, there's more in this coffee. Yes. How can we tweak the roast profile to show that or to reflect that? to whoever yeah. is drinking it so that when you take when you drink this you're like man i'm tasting guatemala yeah and that's like when we had this Sulawesi. yeah when that arrived first to our uh to the roastery i was like i feel like a piece of indo just yeah. arrived and that got me so riled up yeah it's if you ask anyone who's into coffee ask him what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of indonesian coffee and most people think wet hold, right? Earthy, tobacco-y. 
Like think of those flavors that most people will frown upon. There's that niche group of people that are like, oh, I love a tobacco earthy coffee, which is great. But most people have this connotation that it's not something they really enjoy. For me, I had this Brewer's Cup competition in Jacksonville and people laughed at me when I said I was going to compete with a West Java coffee with an Indonesian coffee. And the reason I chose that is I knew the flavor profile was like cloves, citrus, yeah. wasn't your fantastic flavor profile, but the richness of the story, that was it. That was it for me. And I knew that was going to be it for the judges. So with all of that in mind, it's like when we picked up and cupped this coffee, we knew this is something we wanted others to experience. We, yeah. we want people to drink this coffee and be like, this is Indo? Yeah. Like, this isn't tobacco-y. Like, you know what I mean? This is a whole different flavor profile. And I think that ties into the big picture of Brett. Totally. You know, I, Troy. And, yeah. and I was going to say, like, like, yeah, Indo, like, what's so special about Indo? There's a lot of producing origin countries. Mm -hmm. And to this day, we have not had an Indonesian coffee on our menu We've had a lot of really tasty, amazing coffees that we're we're happy to have had the opportunity to serve and roast. But what's 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 special about Indo? First, first off, Taylor. Everybody's heard about Taylor a lot. Been working. He's been living in Indo for over seven years. With the primary focus of um, basically growing coffee, but then helping create more of an infrastructure for processing. Like I think it was at the end of last year he was trying to um, get materials to build raised beds for drying, for um, anaerobic and natural processing coffees, like tools, because that doesn't exist there. Mm -hmm. So he's basically at a grassroots level. Yeah. He also worked for um, Bright Java, and that's eventually how I met Troy, the owner of Bright Java, the importing company in Indonesia. I met him at the SEA conference, that one where mm -hmm. we hooked up with Scotty and the squad there. Um, and Troy has been importing coffee for many years. And we've been talking about this idea of bringing coffee with his importing company to Mir, but nothing has worked. Yeah. Then with this last cupping, this Sulawesi, mm -hmm. when it was on the table, I thought it was Troy's coffee. And Troy's like, actually, this is Brett's coffee. And this is where Brett comes into the picture. And we started to get to know him through Troy and uh, talking about his work and the sustainability that he's creating with farmers and producing um, and processing coffees with these new experimental processing methods. So, but you had, yeah, you want to pull that thing up? You want to oh, read yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, pretty... I, I loved what, um, I mean, working with Brett and just getting to know him, um, you know, whether that's through, I've been exchanging some emails with him. Um, you've been, you know, chatting with him a little bit and just hearing some of the things that he has had to say about his coffee and the work that he's doing in Indo is just spectacular, you know, and I just wanted to read a little snippet off his website, um, which I'm super pumped about. He said that uh, uh, throughout COVID-19, uh, COVID-19 severely impacted the coffee industry this year. We lowered our purchase and sale, sale prices along with every other producer we were aware of. It was an unfortunate reality, but we were glad to remain by far the highest price in the region and keep purchasing when other traders no longer would. Mm. That's just that's just phenomenal. Yeah. So much resilience, so much persistence and growth in that. And then um, I love this line. And this, when you first sent me this, this is what really 
stood out to us really deeply. This line where it says, we pay more and we pay faster, but it's not charity. It's yeah. adding value and returning that value to the very top of the, uh, of the supply chain. Yep. And that ties into everything we stand for. Because yeah. that's like, when we say that we want to use coffee to kind of shine the light on the identity of coffee farmers, that they are good, <laughs> and we're going to reflect that to people who drink their coffee, this is it. That statement right there is like, man, we, this isn't charity work. This is actually saying your hard work deserves a good wage. Yeah. And we're not here to, you know, like, you know, trying to say that, oh, we just like, we just want to give, you know, an extra 10 cents, you know, or 10% additional to what they're getting paid. It's like, no, like once again, I love this. It's not charity work. It's just simply saying, hey, we value your crop and we are choosing to pay more for this. Not not that, you know, you're telling us or we're being forced to, but it's like we simply choose it because we see a lot of value in the work and in the final product that you're providing. And yeah, I mean, I'm more than happy to do that with, I mean, just drinking the Silhouette, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's yeah. freaking tasty. And also being able to reflect, um, reflect that, like being, oh, Man, I just totally lost my thought. Anyways, but I think with Taylor as well, with him starting everything from the very beginning, like grassroots level right now with just building beds and processing and all of that. And I think what number, he threw out some strange low number of his crop yield. It was like 100 pounds or something like that. Like, like what? what is that? Like a sack of coffee? Yeah. Not Nothing really. Yeah. But starting at that point to be able to, grow coffee, have quality coffee, like be able to control that, educate other uh, farmers on that level and be able to teach them how to process coffees in new ways because Taylor's getting educated. And it's basically like giving, giving yourself away to the people of the land who have like basically families invested in there. Like basically they've grandparents, ancestors, equipping those folks and being like, you can do this and your work is valuable. Yeah. And I, I can only imagine like when this grows and this takes off and farmers start seeing the value in this work and how much dignity is restored to them instead of being a wet hauled coffee that's sold on a commodity level. Now they're s selling coffee to specialty cat cafes and roasters. It's going to change their lives. You know what I mean? And it's awesome and rewarding for us to be like, we're part of that. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. part of this whole, you know, yeah, just this reflection of good and being able to be like, I know like both of us are, you know, Enneagram one yeah. for people who are who are aware of the Enneagram or the personality types and we're always trying to make an impact. Mm -hmm. We have this, uh, you know, this mission drive to do something, you know, and make an impact, a, a, a positive influence in this world. Um, and also like, you know, I'm fairly optimistic um, and just like seeing the world in this fresh, beautiful wonder, which goes back to, you know, some of the photo photography work yeah. and the video work. It's like, it's all just tied together and being able to um, just take part in it is just so beautiful and so wonderful. Um, but yeah, and then, I don't know. I, I just think totally lost my thought again. It's just, <laughs> it's such a big vision. Like it's so grandiose. Like I think if I was listening to our podcast, I'd probably be like, dude, 
those two dudes, what are they talking about? Like, they're literally talking about very, very obnoxiously big goals. Like, we're going to change the coffee industry in Indo. But, like, that's part of our personality. Yeah. Like, we're the idealist. We're the visionary. Like, yeah. we have this, like, big dream, and we want to accomplish it. And we can't just think about, like, oh, we're going to do all of it at once. We're like, what's our next step? And our next step is this coffee right here from Brett. Like we had to start somewhere, right? Yeah. It, it was yeah. hard because our first year we didn't have an Indo coffee with the dream in our heart yeah. to have Indo coffee. Yeah, yeah. We finally got a coffee. It's still not from Taylor. That would be yeah. like, for me, that would be the ultimate like, oh dude, like yeah. Taylor got us some amazing coffee. But I'm so pumped with everything that Brett is doing, everything yeah. that Troy and Bright Java are doing. Like this is it. And like drinking a- this. Yeah, yeah. And being able to share that with the world, like being able mm. to share that in the States, like... I don't see Indo coffee already. Just I rarely see that in on the shelves. For us to be able to have a tasty, amazing Indo coffee that we can offer and share with people is just amazing. It's like it, you know, it it just gets me excited, and that's like a big part of it. Is like, hey, like we have this vision, this goal that we're working with, which just feels so much bigger than you know um, than us. But it's cool that we can take what we're doing. And share that with the people in the States. Yeah. Share that with the people in our communities, in our town, you know, shipping the coffees all over, um, you know, the country. And just knowing that, hey, like the people in the States here who are buying our coffee are totally standing behind that kind of a concept and taking part in this grandiose concept. And this episode, I'm like so convinced that two, three years down the line, I'm going to pull up this episode mm-hmm. and it's going to be that moment of like, that was it. Those were the beginning days. And because people rallied around yeah. and because people, you know, bought our coffee, because people invested into us, mm-hmm. like we we can't do it without, without yeah. that, you know, contribution. Honestly, we do need that help. We do need that support. And we're just, how can we channel that to, reflect what's good, you know, and pass on good to the people, you know, in this global community, you know, we call humanity. Yeah. And I think the folks that are drinking our coffee are also the mirror. Yeah, They're reflecting yeah. now Yeah, because every single time you drink a coffee, you're like, man, this Indonesian coffee is phenomenal. Like, I can't wait till someone says this Indonesian coffee is my favorite coffee I've ever had. Yeah. That's a insane reflection of the producer. So it's like without the folks that are drinking our coffee, we can't fully reflect what's good. Yeah. We can't. So I'm super pumped about just everyone coming together, drinking this coffee, enjoying it, sharing it with others, sharing recipes. Like, man, this coffee extracts great at this. Like we started with this and just the whole idea of sharing is a major part of the vision to reflect what's good. Yeah. I'm I'm so jazzed to to uh get the labels printed which mm-hmm. they're being printed right now get this get this you know coffee out into the world and sharing it we don't have a lot of it like we said but uh um when are we buying tickets soon actually we looked at some dates August looks good for me I don't have any photo or weddings booked so <laughs> I have I to look have at a it. couple but we can finagle that yeah yeah we'll see incredible 
dude, I'm so stoked. I'm so jazzed. Um, there's so many good things ahead. Hopefully don't know, don't know what's ahead, but you know, we're optimistic. We're looking forward to, um, a bright future and just taking part in this. And I'm stoked to be sharing these stories. One last Mm -hmm. thing, like I just remembered and I have to say it, Brett said, when we asked him like, Hey, can you give us some names of where this coffee is coming from? And he's like, there is no one single name. It's actually a community, a village of people who are growing their coffee and he gets to buy that coffee from them. Yeah. And they, they work together to produce the quantity that they have Yeah, because they can't do it alone. Yeah. So we're basically putting the village or because it's so um, intimate for them, it's basically like almost like the family name on that coffee. It's incredible. Just beautiful. Thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you guys in the next one. Cheers.